Alright everyone, it's Paul Fitzpatrick here, just leaving Virginia. Damien Donahue of Weir Cabin has asked me to keep an audio diary of today because Damien feels in his water that Cavan can't beat Tyrone. Fingers crossed it can happen and everything else can happen. It's now about 2.30. The sun is shining, it's 25 degrees here in the car as I leave Virginia and I'm heading into Cavan, heading north, picking up Mickey Hannon, Mickey Brennan and Damien Donahue. Can we beat Tyrone? We'll be talking about it to the lads in a few minutes. Um, you know, there's nobody on the Cavan team who was even born the last time we beat Tyrone in Championship football. But yet, that is the beauty of the Championship. That's what keeps us coming back. I'm just heading past Lavi football pitch here at the minute. And I can see the road. There's a mirage on the road with the heat in front of me. It's like one of these American road films that you see. So, fingers crossed that this freakish run of weather can be mirrored in a, in a result that a lot of people don't see coming but maybe Tyrone are vulnerable Mead should have beaten them are Cavan a better team than Mead? I think so we certainly beat them easily in the National League you have a lot of players in that panel who are untested and unproven if there were horses you might say they are unexposed in that there could be anything who knows what these lads will do when the, when the gun is put to their head what's their um, natural reaction going to be is it going to be fight or is it going to be flight are they going to play above themselves are they going to come alive some of them on this big stage in the heat in Brewster Park or are they going to wilt away from the challenge and and let their own win once more we don't know you've also got Matty McLean on the sideline 1995 scored a goal against Calvin in the last minute or towards the end of the Ulster final beat Paul O'Dowd to the ball and he said after the game in the dressing room to the reporters while he was celebrating with the Anglicide Cup he said we watched the video of the game on Friday night we know that Paul O'Dowd is not, is not afraid to come off his line he said I knew there would be pain but it was well worth it when the ball hit the net there's been a lot of a lot of pain in Matty's tenure as Cavan manager so far ok we got promotion but we haven't got what we wanted in the championship which is a big scalp which will give validation and confidence to these Cavan players and to the supporters and to everyone else involved all the stakeholders to feel it they're on the right track the opportunity arrives today I've been saying it from the start of the qualifiers we don't want to play Division 4 teams or Division 3 teams and that's no disrespect to them Cavan want a scalp that's what this Cavan team needs because they've, they've they've reached Division 1 of the league now twice they've had good good um, runs in championships but they haven't got that big signature win that that demands respect where it grabs the football public by the scruff of the neck and says we are a serious football team we just went toe to toe with a recognised top team and we, we didn't blink for it we beat them that opportunity is here now for Cavan so forget about Wicklow you were never going to get credit win or loss for that game the same with Darren the big test arrives today and while I've been critical of Matty McLean I think that a win today will be Cavan's best win since the 1997 Ulster final and I think it will validate everything that Matty McLean has done and vindicate him and uh, it will mark this season down as one hell of a season regardless of what happens afterwards anyway I'm just going by the, by the Apple Green service station and I'm about to pick up the lads so we'll keep you posted as the afternoon progresses Well, what's the crack? Very little. Okay, uh, I need you to make a case for Cabin. Are you recording? Yes, this is this is for the audio diary of the day. Right. This is this is Michael Hannon, by the way, folks, and we're just going to collect uh, Mickey Brennan and Damien Donahue. Mickey, how are Cabin going to win this game? 
Right, well, it's it's hard to make a case for Cavan winning this game, right? But if you were to if you were to make one, right? They have to play better than they've played all year. They probably have to do what they did to Cork in the first half, only do it for two halves of football. Which is asking a lot because outside of that 30 minutes of football, we haven't really seen them hit those heights in any other game uh, any time this year. If, if Cavan can, can do that for two halves and Mead play at the level of the... Tyrone play. Or sorry, Tyrone play at the level they played against Mead. Is that good enough for Cavan to win this? It, it's good enough to give them a, a, a chance, but like, I mean, it's still going to be a 50-50 game. Like, if, if those two things happen, then Cavan have a chance, put it that way. Well, because their form hasn't been good going into this game, right? The down game was, was, was poor. So that has to happen. Now, look, this is a freak of a day, right? So it's possible a freak thing could happen today. It is an unbelievably hot, hot day. We're after having extreme weather conditions for six or seven days now in a row. This game might not be played at the typical pace of, of a, game, a game of Gaelic football, right? It may become very aerobic very quickly because teams are simply not going to be able to recover in that heat. So, we know... By, by aerobic, for, for the layman out there, why are we talking here? Yeah, so generally Gaelic football is, is played predominantly, you see these bursts of high-intensity anaerobic bursts where, where teams are playing at a real high level that they can't sustain. And then in between those bursts of uh, that high intensity running, you'll have lower intensity running, which would be aerobic running that you're able to kind of sustain at a, at, for, a, for a good level, for a good 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. So the game could, could lose its pace very quickly. And it could be a case of whichever team is able to perform at a higher aerobic level for longer might be able to create overlaps and, and create scoring chances. So, like, there was a huge... There was a huge uh, uproar around the county from people in the know when they heard some of the training that Cavan were doing leading up to the championship. Apparently they went off, they did a lot of long distance running in Phoenix Park, out in Killykeen, kind of training that outdated type training that because the game is predominantly anaerobic that you wouldn't really do too much of with, it, with a county team, certainly not in the lead up to, to championship well, football. I interviewed Owen Maguire before they played Dublin in the league last year and I said to him is there any place in the modern game for these long runs you know running go for maybe a 10 mile run or whatever it is and he just goes no he dismisses straight away he said not my programme no and it's the kind of training you might see in Australian rules because their game is more aerobic the pitch is much bigger and you end up doing more of that type of running but it's not, it doesn't really happen in Gaelic football now so maybe there's a small place for it at the start of a season in October, November, December you might do once a week for five, six, seven, eight weeks but it's not the type of you, you get enough of that type of running just simply by, by doing training in between the high intensity stuff so would, would that be an advantage to Cavan in these weather conditions it, it could potentially be an advantage to Cavan because Tyrone won't have done that type of training and it may become a factor that you're going to see uh, a lot of teams teams moving at three quarter pace rather than moving at 85% and Cavan might be able to do that easier it might be easier for the Cavan guys to sustain that level in those conditions now we're clutching at straws here Paul right you're just asking me to make a case I'm, I'm trying to look for the positives here I, I'm not going to ask you to call it yet right we call it we call it later on when we get when we get the lads on board Mickey how hot is it for people and you're just you've just been in Spain for a few days how hot is it right now for people who are listening in, in a couple of days time oh, this is it, this is extreme this is this is uh, like when you're when you're playing on a football field. The, the the heat at pitch level is is greater when you have a crowd of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand at the game, because all that heat comes sweltering in from both sides, travelling from the crowd. All that body temperature ends up pushing the temperatures on the field up even even higher. 
I, I played in I think we played Tyrone in 2005 and Meath in, in the qualifiers 2005 and I think the, it was around 23 or 24 degrees that day but down the pitch it was about 28 so it was just absolutely sweltering conditions and it's it's, it's intense Michael, have you come across any really good hay fever solutions for players? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was that was Damien Donahue. Mickey Brennan, as usual, is running late. Damien, Damien's looking at 99 here in the back of the car. Uh, you missed the, you missed the doctor in the house's theories earlier on, but um, can you make a case for Cavan in 60 seconds? Make the case why we're going to win this game. Why are we, is this Cavan team? which isn't our best ever team, going to do something that no Cavan team has done since 1983. Yeah, just 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 to make the case, just so that the, the point is that we're, we're, we're seeing how you could possibly win it. If Cavan come out and do something different, completely different that they haven't done this year, um, you know, as in not be terribly defensive, uh, counter-attack at absolute speed, there, there's the possibility. But you're going to have to get massive games from Shani Johnson, Kia Mackey, Dara McVitie, you know, Garode McKeon and all going forward. They, they have to contribute on the scoreboard. And um I think I think that at some point there's gonna be a victory for these boys against a really good team because the, the pedigree is good and they're good footballers. So why not today? Yeah the role that Jelly's played the last couple of days would work best if Jelly had a half forward line to, to, to feed with the ball but he doesn't so it's a bit of a head scratcher he, he, he's only really going to come into his own when he gets to the 45 and he's, he's treading a pass in but which time every, every team has set up defensively so the, the best way to get the most out of Jelly would be to let him come deep and then to let him, to ha- give him a half forward line to, to hit. But that means Cavan have to play with more than one forward up the field. They have to have one or two inside and one or two in the half forward line, which is what they did against Cork. And it seems like, well, the, the two wing backs that dropped that day were, were two workers that were going to get back and pl- clog up the defence. But, but ideally, that one of those roles could have been given to Shani Johnson and he could have been used as a launch, pack, uh, launch pad to, to uh, launch attacks. Even though you might say, well, what's he doing back there? He's not going to be able to get loads of tackles in. But no, so what? How many, like, have him there in the right position so that he can launch an attack because he, he, he can wait a lovely foot pass. And if he has those options ahead of him, then it's going to take the pressure off the whole team. They're not going to have to break at breakneck speed because they're going to get the ball up much quicker up the field. So look, it could work really well, but I don't, like, they're, they're going to have to do something different. You know, it, it, it's, it has the potential to work. But I don't think they're giving it the best chance to get the most out of it. How, how much of this, Damien, just before you finish your, your cone? And it looks nice. <laughs> getting close to it, getting close to it, it's delicious. Kieran service station. Uh, Mickey, your tangle twister? Yeah, mediocre enough, nice round. Mediocre, yeah. I look, I'm not a tangle twister man myself, as you can see. I, I pay the extra. I go for the premium, I go for the Magnum Hazelnut, which is. I'm calorie counting though, if I got championship, <laughs> you don't have any. <laughs> How much of this, we've been talking about tactics here, and I think in the G uh, uh, punditry, or whatever you want to call it, we're obsessed with tactics. When you, when you, more so than players, we're obsessed with tactics. When you watch the soccer punditry, they tend to talk more about players and what the individuals can do, what Messi can do, or what, what um, 
Busquets does or whatever else. We, we're, we always, in the GA, it's always tactics, you know, they did this, they brought two men here, they, they pulled this lad out of there. Forget about tactics for a minute. How much of this is just going to come down to a battle of wills, a battle of the old school thing of winning your own battle and manning up and, and having the moral courage to, to just go ahead and win it and not be afraid to win it. How much was going to come down to that rather than just the, the tactics board? On, on today's game, it, it probably actually 70-80% of it will come down as in the winning team. But like I said on the podcast last week, where I think Cavan have been missing this year is that fire, that guts, that real drive and determination. And if Cavan don't bring that, I, I think that, that it's almost got to the point in the GA that everybody expects that to be a gimme. You go out and you you will battle harder. You will throw your body on the line to win that ball. But and therefore we discuss tactics. But I think because we spend so much time, like you're saying, discussing tactics and systems and set pieces, that we sometimes forget that you have to bring the fire. You have to bring that determination. And I think that that's something the Cavan have missed this year as a group, especially in championship. I don't think we've really gone out and and, and brought that fire, that determination and, and that battle. So if Cavan were to bring that today, that's something different, you know? So it's got, it's got potential. Today's result. Tyrone by a goal and three points. Demo. Tyrone by nine. I'm gonna go as much as, as uh, the head is ruling the heart here, I'm gonna go Tyrone three seventeen, Cavan fourteen points. And now we're outside Baltorba collecting the gear. <laughs> Radio gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring that in their own. Well, we'll see what happens, boys. We had our day at the office last week and it didn't work out. Do you have another day to come? Uh, well, one don't, thing, you see, the don't magic forget draw, that. Yes. The magic draw. That's it. I'll give you one of them. There's nowhere to go now, boys. Join now quickly. I just caught the boys on the hop here by Declan Bogue and Niall McCoy, two of the top GA journalists in the world. Niall, Call it for us. I want to hear who, what team's going to win and what the marriage will be. Uh, I hope the fact that it's in Brewster Park rather than Crow Park and Cavan got a few boys off will be closer than what we were expecting. But it's still very hard to look past Tyrone. They haven't exactly blitzed their way through the qualifiers. But given Cavan's performance against Down, they would need a massive improvement. I do think it will be a lot closer, maybe than some predicting. But see, it's still fancy the red hands come through. Dan Declan, do you concur with Niall or are you going I for just, You know what, Niall answered the whole lot. Have you any other questions for me? <laughs> Who's going to win the World Cup? <laughs> Not Argentina anymore. <laughs> no, I, 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 go along entirely with what Niall's saying. Like, you know, the couple of lads coming in, that might make some kind of difference. It might make help Calvin in some sense. But uh, they've never shown how they can beat their own in championship football in such a long time. And I think they are one of those ones that just is a mental block there for them. So Throne 
and possibly with the wee bit of uh, with the heat here and all the rest, Calvin Challenge might stop. So I, I'm actually thinking it's going to be it's not going to be that tight a game. You can come back to me, of course, if that happens. I, I hope you, you. This is a big test of Calvin and the character more than anything. Like it's it's a qualifier match. It's not good football. Like you want to see Calvin give something here. Like you know if it if it is as as easy as a lot are expecting, it'll be very disappointing and a bad reflection on it. Like you know because they have the talent there and the sort of circumstances where you'd love to see Calvin really just get stuck in basically well, like you I, know I, I yeah I mean a, a credible performance from Calvin like you know if they're to lose one or two points like we'll go an awful long way to help on that team in the future okay thanks very much lads Twenty-five minutes into the first half here, there's a couple of Tyrone players down, and the players are, are take, taking a little break to take on water. Mickey, it's it's seven points to five in favour of Tyrone at the, at the minute, but I would say Calvin playing quite well. The main men going forward are playing well in terms of Garage McCarran and Darmy Feely. They're all looking lively. Johnny Johnson is spraying around some great ball as well. What do you think of what you've seen so far? Yeah, look, Calvin are playing well. And they're still losing, so that's that's not a good sign, Paul. You know. Um, Tyrone are probably still getting their shots off against Cavan's defence a little easier than Cavan getting their shots off against the Tyrone defence and the second thing is the the retention from the kickout Tyrone are getting all their kickouts uncontested there's never an issue you know when Tyrone take a kickout they'll get the ball um, and, and, and with Cavan it's not like that it's it's more questionable whether or not they retain it and when they do retain it especially when they go long out to midfield and, and Grove McKernan does something spectacular they look very dangerous very quickly and that's how they've kicked a number of their scores by going long and, and, and Tyrone pressing them and then McKernan managing to pull out of the skies but as you said to me a moment ago Garoge is the best midfielder on the pitch at the minute yeah and, and the, the, so the, the, the Cavan need to just they need to try and feed him more ball. It means they lose more kick, more kickouts if they keep sending it to him. But it, when they do get them, they look like they have a great chance of scoring straight after. Yeah, and, and also Toronto kicking a few points from this pocket that we see Colin McShane in here now from 45 metres out. We'll just go through this last pass to play. Toronto looking, looking to attack here through Declan McClure. It's coughed up. Here comes Cavan. Yeah, that, that's actually unique. We haven't seen too many. Toronto, when they turn to turn over the ball to Cavan, it, it's... It'll be because they've tried a, a foot pass in and Cavan ended up intercepting. We haven't seen Cavan win too many turnovers. Well, at the other end of the field, Tyrone are winning them. They're forcing them over in the tackle. So that the last one was unique from Cavan that we actually saw them win the turnover in the tackle. Mickey Brennan, we're standing in the sun outside the, the uh, back of the stand here in Brewster Park. It's very hot. I'd say it's hotter down at pitch level. We're 9-5 down. Tell me what's going around. Oh, well, look, it's fairly obvious. We've spoken to a few people there about it. Like, you know, for the first, first 20 minutes, Cavan committed three men to the forward line. There was always one man in the full forward line, uh, and he was joined by somebody around the 45, and then somebody in between the two of them. From the 20th minute on, when we last got our, our last score, everybody has been committed to defence. And although we've turned over Tyrone quite a few times, there's been nobody to kick the ball. There's been no outlet, um, you know, to, to get the ball forward. So what we're doing is we're bringing the ball up slowly. Tyrone are setting up the defence the way they want it. And then Cavan have no target man in the full forward line. We're carrying the ball then. We're carrying the ball then 
in towards that 45 metre line and the two sweepers for Tyrone as soon as a Cavan man gets the ball and he's static are coming out and hitting him you know Colin Cavanagh has come out there more times and, and, and put big hits in dispossess Cavan um, and set up their own attacks um, Tyrone are keeping two forwards in the forward line at all time McAllister and McShane and that's the difference between the teams at the moment is that you know we have no focal point when we do get the ball forward and Sean Johnson kicked in some I thought some great ball in the first Wonderful 20 minutes yeah. but now with nobody in there it, it looks as if he's slowing it up because the, the ball isn't going in but then again he's going to kick it too yeah you can't kick it into space you know like uh, if there's nobody to run onto it you know he has to go sideways with the ball at the moment as you said he kicked in some beautiful ball early on in the game uh, Connor Bradley coming out winning ball uh, McVitie coming out winning ball laying it off to uh, the players coming off the shoulder Garou McKiernan came off the shoulder on Connor Bradley and kicked one with his right boot and then Killian Clark came off the shoulder a few times on Darren McFitty but now we, we have nobody making that run and we have nobody to win the ball in the forward line Cavan are going to have to come out with a different a different tactic in the second half because if they don't it'll be curtains for this Cavan team in this year's championship Vicky it's a, it's a draw game 10 points to 1-7 a goal for Martin O'Reilly a free for Groves McCarna and a massive fetch and then a point by Groves McCarna can we win this? Yeah it's there it's a brilliant pot now it's a great turnaround we haven't got a couple important stops there Massive, massive moments if they hadn't got those. And another bad kick out. They're under pressure, bro. They're under pressure. 20 minutes to go. It's anyone's game. 1-7 to 10 points. Goal chance for Tyrone. Cut out by Martin Riley. And it's kicked out of the fence into space. Cavan have Tyrone on the back foot. Big feet to the Johnson. Tight angle. And it's over the bar. Yeah. Draw game, Mickey. Brilliant stuff. And you know what? That was a turnover that they got in the full-back line, but as soon as they got the ball out, they got the kick it straight away. So the earlier they get a kick pass, the better it is for them going forward against that massive throwing defence. Johnson, his legs were gone, but he still got up with three-quarter pace and just came off the shoulder and he, and he, and he tapped it over. It was a great finish. 15 minutes to go. It's a draw game. Well done, Faulkner. Well done, Bradley. To Conor Miner, he's going to have a goal. He has it. He has it. It's over. 12 minutes to go. Terrible wide by Nia Sloden. Draw game. Seven minutes to go. Tyrone in the attack again. They lead by two points. Colin Kavanagh plays it inside. Tyrone O'Neill on the left foot over the shoulder. There's three in it. Mickey and the Tyrone crowd are full voice again. Yeah, they found their song. They're in tune there. Last two attacks there from Cavan. You know, the Cavan just looked a little bit clearer. So I'm kind of wondering. Oh, here we go. I was about to say, why haven't we seen Kevin? Kevin really on, like a bit more pace and power at this stage. Like Tyrone looked leggy as well. Both teams look very leggy in those conditions. Kevin Riley playing off Edo Cool now could possibly thunder a goal. So it's, it's about time we saw him make an entry. 16 points to 110. With five minutes to go. Having a force of turnover on the half forward line. 17 points to 110. Here comes Garoge with Karen. We're going to be taking it to injury time soon. Garoge swings the, light, the right boot at it. Put. Puts it over. I make it that with one minute of normal time remaining, Mickey, 17 points to Tyrone, 111 to Cavan. Yeah, they'll have to put a goal. They need to win this kick out somehow and see if they can get a goal. Uh, Tall ass, but sure. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Here we go. Cavan playing the ball around here. They need a goal, but there's 15 Tyrone men back in their own half. It's now in the hands of Fergal Riley here on the half forward line. Mackie. Across the half forward, 
Mikey with the hand pass, clearly a foul there on Kieran Brady. Yeah, referee David Kozik spots it. This is going to be a point for Cavan. This is going to make it a three-point game, a dangerous lead in football. Cavan have it. Darren Rafili finds Kevin O'Reilly, fresh legs, packing up the left wing. Back to Kia Mackey. Mackey's got support outside from Killian, the gunner, or sorry, from Sean McCormick to Darren McFeedy. McFeedy's hand pass goes astray. A high tackle from Mackey. That's a disaster for Cavan. Tyrone are going to eat up the clock again. Don't think it's going to happen, Mickey, is it? No, that, that, that was a very poor hand pass there by Dara. I don't, don't know what he was looking at. Uh, loose hand pass, but yeah, they just needed a quick, quick hands there. The Toronto, they're not looking comfortable either. Like if Cavan had got another score there, it could have made for a real interesting final. Look, the big man for Swan the Bar is going in on the edge of the square, Garoge Ricarna. It's 18 points for Tyrone, 112 for Cavan, we're about three minutes of injury time to, to go. Kieran Brady's just got a second yellow card, we're deep in injury time and I still think there might be a goal in Cavan, maybe it's a hard rule ahead. Kieran McCann's got it, ah, there's tired bodies out there. Plays it out to his brother Conor, back to Cahill McCarran. Cavan have got to press up, they've got to throw everything at it, otherwise their championship is over. Throwing, attacking up the left wing. All the Cavan men back, Barker Roach McCarran on the edge of the square. Back to McCarran. I make it the time, it's as good as up. A foul, Tyrone have a free in the left wing. I think it's all over Bar to shout, shouting, if, if Tyrone have got it, just kill this free. Yeah, look, Tyrone have been the better team. Like Cavan have definitely played better in the second half than they played in the first half, but Tyrone have been the better team. They're, they're about a four or five point better team today, but they're not. Like, Tyrone are not going where they thought they were going. They're not like a couple of years ago. It looked like they were going to challenge all Ireland, but they have a lot of work to do. Like they're defensively, they're getting up with a lots, lots of men back. But when a team comes up against them with a bit of structure and how to attack, they're, they're going to struggle to to stop them scoring, getting big scores. You know. There's a hit from Tiernan McCann on Conor Bradley. Tyrone playing the ball around and Cavan looked tired. They're playing it out. Tyrone playing it out on the left wing now. Edo Cole gets a hand in. Referee has his hand up, that's a foul, this is a free, and you can see the cabin people are starting to file out of Bristol Park. Disappointing finish. And there's the final whistle. It's all over. The cheers you can hear are the Tyrone fans, not the cabin fans. As people file out, it's 18 points for Tyrone, 112 for Cavan. And that is that. Maybe, maybe we've seen the last performance by Sean Johnson in a Cavan jersey after 15 years. Maybe others will step away. It's a sad defeat, but in fairness to Cavan, they went out on their, on their shield here, Mickey Hannan. Yeah, look, they gave it everything they had. Uh, they probably just were lacking a bit of attacking structure in the first half. That, uh, that, that meant they didn't get enough, enough scores from the ball that they had. Um, we probably didn't give enough credit for that breeze, Paul, in that first half. It seems to be favouring Cavan in the second half. It was probably a tough breeze to play against in the first half. But uh, look, they'll, they'll, they'll go away with this and they'll take a few positives out of it in terms of next year playing Division 1 football. But in some ways, it, it leaves more questions than, than it does answers. Uh, you know, what's, what's the best way to play? What's the best way to... Like, are they playing to their strengths? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of head-scratching to be done, I suppose. And... Uh, I still don't think, like defensively, they conceded 18 points, but they, they could have conceded, you know, 222 or 223 today. Throne had two frees there and scored from either of them at the end. Like that, that's a, 
that's a, one of their weaknesses going forward. They don't seem to have a great free taker. So, like, yeah, there are there are things to take out from it, but also probably just if they sit down and study it, there's just probably as many questions for for what way they should move forward when they are moving forward next year. Taking over, it has to be just said. Ed Noche is just he's just playing a steady game. That's the commentary torn down, lads. We're on the way home. It's a lot quieter than it, than it was on the way up. Cavan have been beaten by three points by, by Tyrone. And uh, I suppose, start with you, Damien, we can have no real arguments, can we? Mm, possibly possibly some arguments. I, I thought Tyrone and Maddie Midlane in reference after the game, I thought Tyrone were given or maybe bought some freeze a little bit handier than we got freeze. Um, I thought Garode took an awful lot of abuse where trying to jump for a ball and a Tyrone player would literally just not contest the ball but try and stop him from jumping you know little few rubs of the green but look in general refereeing didn't cost you the game um, Tyrone were probably just a better team over the entire two halves the thing for me is second half Cavan were the better team and that's that's the disappointing thing maybe coming away from it that if Cavan had have maybe gone for it a bit more in the first half I think there was a victory there to be got Mickey yeah like Cavan were let down I suppose by their by their structure in, in the first half they, they they didn't know how to break down the the throne defence they they had a congregation of players gathering around the 45 and they really had no idea how, how to go about running it from there with, with all those bodies gathered on the 45 so from my point of view they'll, they'll look at that and they'll kind of go god there were so many simple things we could have done that would have just let us run the ball a bit better in, in, in that first half um, and that's where they lost the game they lost the game in that first half I mean they, they went toe to toe with Tyrone in the second half and were every bit as good as them ok they got a, a, a lucky goal but look they take that Tyrone got a few rubs to the green as well so yeah, I just think to look back at that first half and kind of realise that they they left it behind them with the with the way they set up or didn't set up or plan or lack of plan or whatever it was, but they they left it behind them based on what they did in the first half. They say it's the hope that kills you, and you know, two years ago I think I keep going back to a 2016 Cavan drew with their own and a, a better own team I would think than than what we saw there today. And at the end of that year, we were in a position where we got promotion to Division One. We had all the best players in the county on the team. We had pushed their own pretty close, okay, to won the replay well. Two years on, I think that their own team, they're not just buying into what Mickey Hart is trying to do. And I think that, uh, we, we uh, that said, we have still slipped behind them. We're still we're still further back than we were uh, two years ago against their own. The, the funny thing is, I'd agree with you that possibly both teams have gone back. Um, Tyrone, though, have gone back with pretty much the same personnel but we've gone back with, with a completely different team. And, and I say gone back probably, and it's, it's, it's not showing or, or reflecting the fact that so many players there were in the first championship experience of a qualifier where it was really heat of battle. It was, it was, it was thunder and, and fire. It, it really looked like it was, a, a, that felt like a championship game there today. And Edo Cole, Sean McCormick um, Quiven O'Reilly Connor Bradley just to name a few Fergal Riley they're not they're not regulars at that experience so for me I think Tyrone have gone forward or back than Cavan have 
hold, hold on. You said Toronto with the same bunch of players. Toronto aren't with the same bunch of players. Like, we're, like Sean Cavan is gone, right? Okay. He was a massive leader and player for them, regardless of the, the, the grief he might be getting in the media at the moment, right? Uh, uh, then they had other players like Br- Bradley wasn't there today and Br- Bradley makes their system but function he's, but, but he's on a, it's an injury list I know but he makes their but he didn't play today okay he makes their, their system function while, while you're talking about well, I don't think they believe in their system like I'd agree with that they, they've lost belief in their system and the one player that actually made the whole thing function isn't playing for them at the moment so maybe when we get to the Super if they get to the Super 8s we might see a bit more Vim and Vigor and Verve and Belief come back into the team at the moment but uh, like they Tyrone were there for the taking today because they, they they were they were a team not believing in what they're doing they look like a couple of years ago they believed that what they were doing was going to be good enough to win in All-Ireland and now they've had their, their eyes open with Dublin last year with National League football Division 1 football the last two seasons like they weren't anywhere in the reckoning for, for, for qualifying for a final so I think they're, they're kind of on their knees a little bit they're beginning to question themselves maybe question uh, Mickey Hart which Trone, uh, which Sean Cavanagh started doing publicly so they, I thought they were they were vulnerable against me they were vulnerable today and they, can, they can, were it was a great opportunity for Cavanagh it was can, can, I, can I throw it this way boys and this this for me was, was a telling point was the players that played for Cavan today good enough to beat Tyrone yeah I, I, I think they were in the end though, but they were good enough to beat that Tyrone team yeah. but, but but I mean we're after saying it, that Tyrone team has gone back a lot but, but the point being that, that while we, we discuss and we spend probably far too much time talking about the lads that aren't there the players that have come in that are relatively inexperienced were good enough to win that game today. So the the raw material in Cavan is good. We've well, no, I, I'd stop you there. You know, the, you're saying about the players that have come in. You're talking about eight out of the twenty-one that was used. I would I would say that the, of the players that came in, the main players and probably the ten most important players are probably still the established players. Like you're talking about Faulkner. 2015, Killian Brady, Kieran Brady, Martin Riley, uh, Groge McCarran, Darren McFeedy, Sean Johnson, Kean Mackey. Uh, um, these are the, these are still the, the players that were there. They're still the main players. It's not like the, the new players have come in and are expected to lead the team. They're they're not. They're but they've done well. They've done well when they come in there. I have to say, like Sean McCormick was very good when he came in. He forced a number of turnovers. I thought Conor Bradley had a very good game there. I didn't think Fergal Riley was out of his depth or Randy Flanagan. Like my my point is that. I, I think I think we have enough in the players that are wanting to play for Cavan to go on and compete. Now the most important thing and, and the point that I want to bring from it is that the most important thing is that we hold on to those players. That those players don't disappear again and we go back to the drawing board and start to build from a blank canvas. That we we keep this panel together and maybe bring in a few more players that that had opted out or that weren't available this year but I, I think we have, the, we have the basis of a good team there well the journey's over Damien's turning off the engine we've pulled up in, in Butler's Bridge we're going to watch the high ball in the high ball in yeah, we're, we're going to watch the uh, the second half of Mayo and Calair hard luck to Cavan great weather a championship carnival once again it'll keep bringing us back every year and one of these years will be our year Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people.
Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local.